Welcome to the Healthy Family Project by Produce for Kids, covering the hot topics in the world of health, food, and family with a dose of fun. Welcome back, all. I hope 2021 is treating you well so far. I am hopeful in this new year. I'm crossing my fingers over here. Um, you know, last year was was a year. It was for sure. And so I think uh, fresh starts are good. It's always nice to have a fresh start. We can look ahead to the future. And uh, uh, hopefully we've learned some things in the past year that uh, will will carry us on and make us stronger, right? Looking ahead. So if you are looking to stay on track and make some healthful but simplistic changes in your family's routine this year, be sure to follow Healthy Family Project on all of our social outlets and sign up for our weekly e-newsletter that pulls all of our content together in one spot, direct to your inbox. You don't have to go to, although we want you to be on our social outlets and interacting. Um, If you, you know, are super busy, you just want that straight to your inbox, you can sign up for our e-newsletter and I will link up to that in the show notes. It's a really nice and easy to digest once a week, new recipes, what's going on, seasonal things, new podcast episodes. Um, And then have you joined our Facebook group? If not, head over to Facebook and search Healthy Family Project. Uh, This group is a safe space to share thoughts and ideas on just about everything related to family. We do like to talk a lot about food, but I think you'll enjoy the topics and conversations. Um, They definitely go outside of the food realm and have been very helpful for me. I know many of you are on Instagram. It's one of my favorite platforms. So don't miss us over there. We are having fun these days sharing new reels and recipe ideas and just different things uh, that we have to share. You'll see my face over there sometimes. Some of our team members um, get on the story and have conversations, which is great. And we love to interact with all of you on that platform. We do have several giveaways planned in the new year that we'll be hosting on Instagram with some of our amazing health conscious brand partners. Um, You won't want to miss out on those. And speaking of health conscious brands, if you are one of those health conscious brands or know of one, uh, we are really looking for partners to align with our podcast in the new year, in the new year and people who and companies who, um, you know, kind of match up with our overall mission. So feel free to send ideas our way and we would love to grow our healthy family project family and be able to introduce you to brands that make sense for your family's healthy journey. Today's topic is all about added sugars and easy ways to avoid those added sugars. It's crazy when you take a deep dive into the world of added sugars and just what we consume on a daily basis. And I know we all had a rough 2020 and we don't need one more thing to worry about, but this is important. It should be on your list of things to look at in the new year, um, you know, when you really examine the repercussions on our, on the health of our, our, this generation and generations to come, something has to be done. And it starts really at home with all of our families. And I'm excited today to have Julie Relevant on. We have been trying to schedule this conversation for some time and the stars finally aligned. And yes, yay, 2021, aligning the stars. And we're going to talk about this today. Um, usually I run down background for our guests, but Julie uh, is going to do that for us whenever we get started chatting 
here. Um, And so, yeah, let's have a great episode today and look forward to talking to Julie. Let's jump in. Welcome to the show, Julie. I know we've been working on scheduling for a while um, as 2020 things would have it, Um, not having a real clear picture of what we're doing day to day, but I'm definitely glad we can finally talk. Um, So before we jump in and talk all about avoiding added sugars, can you tell listeners a little bit about yourself and your background? Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me, Amanda. I'm really excited and thrilled to be here. So my background is as a health journalist. I've written for Fox News, Everyday Health, What to Expect, and First for Women, among other uh, digital news outlets. And so for nearly six years, I wrote a column called Healthy Mama for Fox News, where I covered pregnancy and postpartum, maternal and children's health, as well as nutrition and other general health topics, men's health. And I'm the owner of Revlon Right which is a firm that provides content marketing, copywriting, and brand journalism services for B2B healthcare companies. And I'm also the founder of julierevelant.com, where I teach parents how to raise healthy kids who not only accept, but crave healthy foods. And I'm hosting a new podcast uh, this year called Food Food Issues, which is set to launch uh, early this year. And I'm a mom of two, and I live in Connecticut. Awesome. And I did not know about the podcast. That's great. Congratulations. Thank you. That's going to be good. I feel like that is a topic that could go on and on, right? (laughs) So I will be your first number one subscriber. Um, Thank you. (laughs) Count me in for that. So yes, thank you. And you, you have lots of experience with just being a mom, you know, just being a mom and living this life and kind of navigating the waters of different health things that pop up. Um, so definitely we can all as parents relate to, to some of those things. All right. So let's get started. Basic, very basic question for you. I like to start basic. Can you define the difference between added sugars and natural sugars? Sure. So natural sugars are basically what they they are naturally occurring sugars like fructose, which is found in fruit and lactose, which we find in dairy. And so although these foods do have sugar, they also contain other nutrients that kids need in their diets or, or anyone needs in their diets like fiber and calcium, for example. So added sugars are any type of ingredient that sweetens foods and beverages, whether you can taste it or not. So, so sugar is pretty sneaky. And so So even if something doesn't necessarily taste super sweet, there still could be added sugars in them. And so here we're talking about syrups and other caloric sweeteners, uh, things like brown sugar, confectioner's sugar, dextrose, uh, cane cane juice, and high fructose corn syrup, of course, gets a lot of attention. Um, And so the same can be said for fructose, which is considered natural when it's consumed from real fruit. But once it's used as a sweetener in foods, it's also considered an added sugar. And so along the same lines, when we talk about natural sugars, a lot of people think, well, honey, agave, maple syrup, all natural, right? They are, but once they're isolated and then they're added to a food as a sweetener, they're actually considered added sugars as well. And so added sugars aren't only found in kid-friendly foods like cakes and cookies and desserts and treats, but I don't know if you know, but they can hide under 61 different names and they can be marketed as natural, 
or found in foods that aren't even sweet, like I said. So it's pretty sneaky and and hard to decipher. Yes, I know. And I think this is why this topic is ongoing. I feel like it will just continue to be ongoing because it is confusing. You don't know. You just want it to be called sugar, right? You just want to (laughs) see like there's an added sugar and I know it, not have to you know, do a vocabulary quiz on 61 different, um, (laughs) different names that it could be under. That's so insane. So, um, before, before we move on, I just, and this is kind of just, I guess, not exactly down the path that we're going, but we talk about the natural sugars. And I know sometimes people are concerned with the amount of fruit consumed or, Mm -hmm. you know, those types of sugars. So, just just to hear it from you, because we're talking about this difference between natural and added. Mm-hmm. Is there an amount of natural sugars? Like, do you need to cap off how many strawberries you're eating in one day? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I read up on this a lot. And there are some experts who say sugar is sugar and the body metabolizes it the same way. And you should be watching what you're eating. You know, you shouldn't, just like any other food, everything in moderation. So you shouldn't be eating 10 serving, servings of fruit a day. Um, but again, you know, from where I, where I stand, I think that there's also nutrients in those natural in, in fruit and you're getting fiber and you're getting vitamins and minerals and antioxidants. Um, I'm not so sure people are going overboard with fruit either. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so I wouldn't say that it's anything that you should, you know, you should be mindful of it, but you shouldn't be scrutinizing every single piece of fruit you eat. Okay. Got it. That's, that's my, that's kind of my stance too on it, but I know it's a question we get a lot in our Facebook group and in different um, social outlets. Parents always want to know, you know, can they have two bananas? I told them they can only have one. Um, Yeah. All right. So I think a lot of parents um, think, well, my kid isn't eating extra sugar. They're not eating cakes. I don't have cookies in the house. They're not having cookies every day, you know? So Um, what are some food items families and consumers, um, you know, purchase regularly that might have added sugar that are surprising? Yes, that is absolutely true. It's sugar, like I said, is sneaky. And so even if you're not bringing in all those treats in your home, chances are your kids are getting a lot of sugar. Uh, so, you know, the big groups are the highly processed foods and even if, Things that you may not think about, like processed baby and kids snacks. So um, not to name brands, but, you know, there's a lot of snacks for for babies and toddlers now, like crunchy snacks. Those may have added sugars in them. Then you have, you know, again, highly processed foods. So frozen meals and soups, even if they're, they're labeled as organic or natural. And then now we've seen in recent years this group of healthy junk food. So, you know, junk food made from chicken peas and um, (laughs) quote unquote natural ingredients. And, um, you know, read those labels too, because there could absolutely be added sugars, a lot of granola bars. Um, The other big thing to watch out for is sneaky sugars at breakfast. So most cereals or granola, even those again, that are organic or natural can be really high in sugar. This is a huge one. So in May, 2014, the environmental working group, uh, conducted a study and they found that kids who eat a bowl of cereal every day for a year, get a whopping 10 pounds of sugar in their diets. Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. 
And they also found that 92% of the cereals that they looked at contain added sugars, even those, again, that are considered adult cereals or family cereals. So you may be thinking, uh, yo, wow, this is a healthy option, mm-hmm. but look on the label and there's lots of sugar. So again, it, with breakfast, there's muffins and there's pastries. Um, school breakfast can be a really big source of added sugar. Many schools will serve breakfast like pastries and apple juice. Um, there's there's a lot of sugar in school breakfast. Uh, yogurt is another really big one. I would say just in my own experience, looking and comparing labels, I'd say 90, 95 percent of yogurts are high in added sugars. Um, and then sports and energy drinks, chocolate milk, juice. So juice, again, is natural sugar, but there are juices that have added sugars in them. Certain brands will put added sugars in them. And then I'll read you a whole other list. So baby food, um, again, really obvious sources, baked goods, cookies, cakes, pastries, donuts, sauces. So barbecue sauce, ketchup, um, marinara sauce, other sauces, salad dressings, dips, uh, instant oatmeal in that breakfast category and jams, jellies, fruit preserves, syrups, any sweet toppings. Um, and again, even the, the granola bars or any sort of bar can be really high in sugar. Okay. So what can we eat? (laughs) (laughs) Um, cause that's a long list. Um, so, I, I, my surprise over just the past couple of years was bread. I think this, the bread that we were purchasing and I, my kids were like, what? I said, yes. Do you know how much sugar is in this bread? And they're like, it's not sweet. And I'm like, I know. That's why it's so confusing. <laughs> but there's a yeah. lot of sugar in this bread. Yes. That's a good one too. Yeah. So what, what can we do? So, well, let, let me back up. So let's talk about why these added sugars are bad for us. And then we'll kind of move into how we can kind of balance. And obviously we can't cut all of this, all of these things out. Maybe we can, but it would be hard. So let's talk about why the added sugars are bad for us. And then we'll move into how we can, you know, balance and what the recommended amount is and things like that. Sure. So sugar is is considered, you know, the, the root cause of many diseases, chronic diseases that we're facing in the U.S. And particularly in children, uh, that would be childhood obesity. And especially now, it, it's problematic because studies are coming out to show that with kids on distance learning or, or maybe they're not on distance learning, they're in school, but they're not doing as many activities and there's more time spent at home. A lot of kids, um, there's more kids they expect to be diagnosed with childhood obesity. Uh, And then, of course, type 2 diabetes and non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, both of which are on the rise in children, which is pretty alarming. And then also risk factors for heart disease, asthma, and then, of course, your cavities. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) The cavities. Yeah, so that's that's a list to really, you know, take a look at and be aware of because those are n- not things to mess around with and not things that are easily, um, you know, reversed. So um, definitely we need to to take a look at those. So, all right. So is there a recommended amount of added sugars or is it like zero 
tolerance here. <laughs> <laughs> no, again, I think everything in moderation, kids should be taught balance uh, so that things are not forbidden in their lives. Um, but yes, the American Heart Association says that kids under two shouldn't have any added sugar in their diets. Uh, and so kids between two and 18 should have no more than 25 grams or six teaspoons of added sugar a day. For men, they should have no more than nine teaspoons and women get less six teaspoons a day. Uh, <laughs> Jeez, come on. <laughs> um, so. and yeah, go, I'm sorry. Oh, no, that's okay. I was going to say, is there somewhere we, we can link up in the show notes? I'm sure you have uh, either an article out there or a reference somewhere that we can link up to so that if anyone wants to quickly reference those those recommendations, we'll, sure. we'll put those all in the show notes. Sure. And so it comes as no surprise that with um, all of these sneaky sugars and all of the obvious sugars that kids are getting, uh, the CDC says that 16% of the total calories for children and teens comes from added sugar. And uh, in her book, uh, Bettina Elias Siegel, in her book, Kid Food, she estimates, she ran, there's a part of her in her book where she goes through a typical day of, um, you know, a child and all the different places they go throughout the day, school, home, sports, parties. And she estimated that kids are getting 75 to 100 grams of sugar a day. And that's only from treats. So it's pretty alarming. Yeah. Yeah, that's high. Okay. Now, how can we, let's talk (laughs) about the nutrition labels, which is always where my stress comes in, where Mm. I'm like, "Uh, what is that long word? I don't. And so I've just resorted to if I don't know what it means or if I can't pronounce it, I probably shouldn't buy whatever that is. Yeah, (laughs) Um, that's been my strategy. So can we avoid added sugars or overload of added sugars by reading nutrition labels? Um, I know there was a change in nutrition label recently, not not too far away. My time in 2020 is is off. It could have been like... (laughs) 20 years ago. (laughs) I don't, I wouldn't, (laughs) I wouldn't really have that, uh, kind of on track this year, but anyway, let us, what can we do to read these nutrition labels? So depending on the size of the company, they had a deadline of last year and a deadline of early this year to implement those new labels. Um, so that will make it easier for people to decipher whether a food has added sugars or not. Okay, so are there keywords we should be looking for on the nutrition label that mean red flag? Like I gave the example for me, where if I can't, if I don't understand the word or don't know the definition of it, or if I can't pronounce it, I kind of move on. But what what are some of those red flags? Yeah, I think that's an excellent strategy. If you can't pronounce it, don't buy it. Um, but yes, so again, with you're looking at the nutrition, the the nutrition facts label for that line of added sugars, and then there's so many different names again for added sugars. But some of them, I'll call out for you: um, your obvious brown sugar, a corn syrup. But then less obvious, maybe dextrose, um, evaporated corn sweetener, fruit nectar. Um, invert sugar, liquid fructose, malt syrup, maltose, uh, molasses, nectars, which is a surprising one, um, sucrose, things like that. Okay. Now, where do we find this list? I'm sure you have a, a list somewhere that we could link up to. 
Yes, I think it's the USDA, but yes, it's the USDA and I can send that to you. Okay, perfect. So we'll add anything that we've, we'll, I'll gather, we'll gather all the links for you listeners out there. So you can have a nice little resource area in the show notes to click through and kind of revisit some of the things that we've talked about. And I, I feel like, you know, it's a lot to, you know, especially if you're a family that, you know, you're just kind of going down the path, like you're Googling, how can we avoid added sugars? And you've come across this podcast. I feel like tiny steps are good steps. So, I mean, before we close out, I I don't think we had talked about this, Julie, but do you have any recommendations on if a family is looking to kind of take the first steps in getting away from these added sugars? Is there a good like instead of taking it all on at once and just removing it all, is there a good way or even as a parent that you can recommend that, you know, families can take that first step? Absolutely. Yeah. I I don't recommend you pull everything out of your pantry at once (laughs) because your kids are just going to push back. And is it really realistic? Kids should have some of those treats and and learn how to be healthy, balanced eaters in that way. So a, a good first step is, is, is to focus on real foods though. So slowly, gradually take out some of the processed snacks and, you know, replace them with, with real whole food. So kids will eat things that, that they see that are accessible. So putting a bowl of fruit out, making, you know, bins in your refrigerator so they can easily grab healthy snacks and real whole foods. So fruits and vegetables, um, is really important. And, and again, gradually, you know, if you're making meals, try to replace some of the processed foods, if you're using them with real whole foods and eventually your kids, their, their palates will change and, and they'll, they'll come around to the idea that this is how my family eats. They just don't eat a lot of snacks. Um, my kids like to call it junky food <laughs> and they'll always say, everyone else gets junky food oh, and you, I know. you know, you're such a bad mom. And, um, but, but at the same time, I know that they realize that they are healthy eaters and they do get that junky food, you know, in moderation on occasion, um, maybe a few times a week. Um, so it's all about balance. So the other thing again is reading those labels and, and I love your strategy of if you can't pronounce it, <laughs> definitely don't buy it. So stick with minimal ingredients, um, and, and things that you can recognize. And then finally, uh, this is something I love to do, especially throughout the year, but especially around the holidays is, um, it's sort of an obsession of mine is to go through and look at all the food bloggers who you can find all these amazing recipes and make these healthy swaps and substitutions with less sugar. Uh, So you can use things like fresh fruit, dried fruit, unsweetened Mm -hmm. applesauce, sweet potatoes, pumpkin is a big one, cacao. Um, You can make homemade, you know, we make a a homemade ice cream, which is just literally, I put bananas in the freezer and I throw it into my Vitamix and that's a sweet treat. And my kids love it. Um, So there's so many different ways to upgrade recipes and cut back on the sugar. And even when you're baking, you can cut back some of the sugar. It's not going to affect that much of the taste, but it will go such a long way in in getting not only getting it out of their diets, but just kind of tweaking your your taste buds. Because, you know, if you don't eat sugar a lot and then you taste something that's really, really sweet, mm-hmm. it's so off-putting. We recently got some fast food and my daughter had, she pulled out the dressing to the salad and I looked on the back and it had like 
16 grams of added sugar. And I said, you're not going to like this. It's going to taste really sweet. And she could not eat the salad because it was so sweet. I know it's in, it's really interesting how your taste buds change over that, that gradual, you know, removing those things. When you hear that a lot with people who stop drinking soda, like people that, you know, I'd have several um, friends who, you know, drink a Coke every day or a Pepsi, whatever it might be. And then when they kind of cut that out and then if they would go back and have it, you know, months later, they're like, oh my gosh, this is like, like getting stuck in my mouth. You know, it's like that, I can taste that sugar and I'd never tasted it before. It's really, really crazy. I was going to say something that I've done, um, my younger daughter, especially learning from home, it's like snack time all the time. So um, <laughs> I can relate to you with like, oh, you're no fun, mom. Like everybody else, uh, believe me, if when I take her to the grocery store, she is like, everyone else has this in their lunchbox and I'm the only one. Like she's really yeah. good at that, um, <laughs> playing that part, making me feel bad. But I have to stand my ground. But <laughs> I, um, she really likes the goldfish crackers, but um, I buy the, portion little packs and I've been Mm -hmm. telling her you get there's 12 that come in in it and I put it in the pantry and I said learning from home you get these are your this is your ration for the week basically Uh like you may choose how you want to eat it you may choose to like I've tried the like giving her the freedom like you may Mm -hmm. choose to have four one day but just know that this is all there is like that's great this is what you have And I'm not, I think in the past, especially whenever, you know, virtual school first started and I just felt so bad for them being at home. I know this is probably like a bad mom move, but I was like, of course, (laughs) you're out of goldfish. I must run to the, like, order you more goldfish or like, go get the goldfish. You must have them um, to be happy. And then I was like, what are you doing? No. And so that was just recently. And she's done really well with it. And, and, you know, there's some weeks by Thursday, there's no more. And she's like, oh. There's no more. And I'm like, right. Yeah. So. (laughs) Right. Right. Think about it next week. Um, Yeah, that's great. So that's worked out over here. But well, thank you for joining us today. I feel like we covered a lot of ground, a lot of good ground, um, especially here as we kick off the new year and and for anyone looking to make some gradual changes in their family's um, eating habits. I think this is a good place to start and we'll link up to all of Julie's great content because I've been going through some of your posts out there that are living out there on the internet and um, there's there's a lot of good stuff. So we'll link up to all of those. Um, we will let you know when Julie's podcast is live. So we'll share that out too. So that could be something fun for everyone to continue the conversation. And then there are there other places that listeners can find and connect with you? Sure. Well, thank you so much. Uh, JulieRevelant.com. I'm on Instagram and Facebook. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much. And hopefully we'll have you back on here soon for another, another good topic. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Amanda, for having me. Thanks for joining us today. It was great to finally chat with Julie and I look forward to her new podcast. We'll be sure to share that info out. If you like the Healthy Family Project, tell a friend and leave us a rating. It will only help our visibility so we can continue to create a healthier generation. If you want to tweet direct with me, I'm at Amanda M. Kiefer on Twitter and also on Instagram. And you can find Healthy Family Project on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube. Be sure to subscribe. Talk soon. (laughs) 